Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And, and I'm I just realized that uh, my input is wrong on Zencaster. So, hang on. <laughs> well, poop. Is this where you add in the uh, the auto-tune? Yeah. So from now on, you sound like a, like a chipmunk. A, a 2020 rapper? Yes. Did they drop auto-tune in the last year or something? Did I miss a news story? I, I haven't listened to music in 2021, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> M- music is canceled. Yeah, new, well, new music. I haven't listened to new music in 2021. I like old music. You know, 2020 and earlier. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's get, let's get back on podcast track here. Chris was about to say something incredibly witty to celebrate our 163rd episode. Man, have you heard that new song that just came out by that famous rapper? Uh, I have, but but Ted just told me he hasn't listened to a single new song this year. Oh dang, that was my whole that was my whole bit, and that was the thing. Damn it! Don't, now you we know can't what? talk about. It. I, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I I think you should make the joke because then I'll feel left out and I'll have to listen to some new music. So what's the joke? Oh yeah, that's that's true. I mean, the joke. I mean, you just it wouldn't get it wouldn't land. <laughs> <laughs> it just would. It just. But, you know, it would be. It would be a waste. Waste of time. But oh, I feel man. like I feel like Obert's listening to new music, and um, the best part know, about the joke our, is the laugh track. Everybody knows that. Um, our listeners have listened to new music. No, I think um, they haven't. They have. This is new. They, you just say it to me, honestly, me and Obert. Yeah. So it was a live thing. <laughs> it was, you, it was uh, a live. You were new, there. New, new music. <laughs> Apparently, Taylor Swift made like a ten-minute diss track about an ex boyfriend or something was it that's 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 weird imagine has it ever happened before (laughs) no but like 10 minutes damn that's a long time yeah it's a long time normally it's like we are never ever 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 getting back together and uh right this one they just added a lot more ever so i'm just gonna google that and see what comes up when i type in taylor (laughs) swift who's it about i mean this track i don't know i mean listen taylor swift is an american treasure but like, I feel like she doesn't know how to get over breakups. No, she it's, does. She just makes millions of dollars off of them. It's called uh, also true. It's it's <laughs> it's called All Too Well, and I think it's about Pete Davidson. Yeah, was she dating Pete Davidson? No, maybe not. Who's Wasn't Pete? He's gonna sing it with her. Wasn't that Iggy Azalea? <sighs> I don't know, man. Pete Davidson. I Pete read more before I click. I shouldn't have said anything before I clicked on this link. Pete Davidson, Chris, by the way, is the the guy who looks like a like a crackhead that's on uh that used to be on saturday night live i don't know if he's still there i'm sure i know, you know him by by look who is all too well about apparently jake gyllenhaal that's who it is they were dating that's very different from pete davidson is it jake gyllenhaal right. like 50 whatever i'm not here to yuck any yums it is what it is is wait isn't wow, jake gyllenhaal Taylor like- probably like i think Taylor was super old she's probably like 33 by now or something <laughs> no <laughs> no she's young isn't Jake she's, Gyllenhaal she, like a? That's the guy who played the cowboy, right? With Heath Ledger. <laughs> that's that's the role yes. you pick him from. But yes, I believe so. I think that's the only thing I've ever heard of him in. Is he in another movie? I'm sure he's in a bunch. Why? Uh, what? How does how does he make money? I don't know. This is this oh. is a train wreck of an intro for anyone who knows anything <laughs> about popular culture. And I'm sorry about that. And also, Ted posted like this Google link in chat. It's like. Forty-two billion words long. It's a it's a picture of Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, that guy. Okay, I know who that is. Okay, 
Got you, got you, got you. I said he looked like a crackhead. I don't know people. How old is Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, well, we made it back to episode Pete, 163. Thanks Pete, for listening. Pete Gyllenhaal is 40 years old. Who, oh, Pete 40? Gyllenhaal? <laughs> Jake's secret older brother, Pete? Tales, Taylor Swift is 31. Sorry, just doxed everybody. You can steal their stuff now. Um, you know their, their pin codes. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, off the rails from the get. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be a good episode. Is People, it though? Strap, is it though? <laughs> strap on in. This As is I a s- great way to start the episode. I think we can only go up from here. Is really <laughs> when you start out this low. It's true. I feel like I need to fill in everybody though about the the, the gif that I sent in chat. Nah, it's I Pete- think we could just move on. At this <laughs> no, point. no, no. It's Pete Davidson saying that he would fuck a bagel. <laughs> okay. Did you have anything else? To nope. go from there? That was no. it. Nope. That was, that was the whole you know thing. What, you know what Pete Davidson wanting to fuck a bagel makes me makes me thirsty? <laughs> Talking about all this pop culture uh, makes me want to pop a top. <laughs> Again. <laughs> now we're in Brooks and Dunn territory. We made it. <laughs> it's all full circle. Actually, I don't even think that's Brooks and Dunn. Hold on. We are way off the rails. <laughs> We're going down the rails on a crazy train. Oh, see, we do know music. We we looped it all back for to, to today's oh, music on. to old music. Alan Ted, Jackson. What are you I tonight? apologize. I apologize, Alan Jackson. I am drinking a beer. The beer is called Time for Living. It is a Double Dry Hop New England IPA by Progressive Brewing Company. And the reason I brought it to the podcast is because I noticed this past weekend that on the bottom of the can, it says Best Buy 11521. So we're just a few days over that. And so I was like, well, I have to drink it now. But I was like, but it's also going to be a lot more fun if I wait the few days and bring it to the podcast. It's part of their renaissance. I've heard of these guys. Progressive? Progressive. I've actually had a beer of theirs on the podcast in the past. I've heard um, of them once. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't on that episode. I don't know. You were. Um, <laughs> it's it's a brewery out of uh, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So uh, we went there. I want to say in oh geez, this beer might be older than I than I believe it to be. What's the year on that? <laughs> no, it's it does say ele- best by eleven five twenty one, but we went here over just to fill you in on when I bought this beer. Remember back pre my trip out to visit you in Montana when we were doing all those hikes around yeah. like New England. I think we went there after our second hike. Oh, okay. So it means that it was way back in like May, maybe even April that we went here. So this is going to be so an it's interesting. It's a well-aged IPA, is what you're saying. It is a well-aged double dry hop New England IPA that was best by ten days ago. <laughs> so uh, well, it's one of those things where it's like the longer the expiration date is, the less bad I feel about missing it. You know, that's like if my my bag of spinach expired a week ago or my milk did, I'm like, eh, I don't know. If it's like a can of soup that expired three months ago, I'm I'm like, it's still ready to go. So. <laughs> In that that's, sense, I feel like you have more flexibility with going past the expiration date. That's like when, when bottled water has an expiration date. Yeah, just it's too watery. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's returned back to its, its original form of water. Um, so I poured it. It does have 
some nice head to it. Sticks around for a while. Um, it's kind of light in color. Let's see if I can darken my monitors here. There you go. It's a little bit light in color. And I will say that it, it's it's extremely bubbly. And by bubbly, I mean it, it kind of looks a little like seltzer. Huh. Got those champagne bubbles. N- n- not as fine of sh- as champagne bubbles. That's why I, that's why I said like seltzerish. They, they're like big bubbles, like soda bubbles. Oh, okay. Um, it smells good. Uh, but yeah. So, if, if, but as you can see with the color, it is kind of like a like a light pale. Um, it is it is not you cannot see through it a, a single bit. It's very hazy. Um, but it's kind of more like a like a pineapple juice instead of an orange juice in color. Good good analogy. There you go. On the nose, it does smell extremely juicy. I think I might be upset that I didn't drink this when it was fresher. Mm. Mm. Um, totally get you. I get a lot of I get get a lot of notes of tropical fruits and a lot of that uh those like citrus style notes that from the citra hop which i believe is in here it doesn't actually tell me what hops are in here uh maybe a little bit of mango and maybe a hair of guava <laughs> well thing weighs in at seven percent abv and the can I, I didn't speak enough about it it is a pretty cool little mosaic type of art um of a whole bunch of people just kind of hanging out, somebody taking a picture back at you, the person who's drinking the beer, and mm. just people overall having fun. There's a woman blowing a uh, a, bu- a bubble with bubble gum, a uh, person wearing a hat. It's a very shiny, shiny label. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It, it would be like a shiny Pokemon card. <laughs> uh, let's dive on in. It's beer thirty, and I'm. Thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. You know, Todd, I never said this before, but um, we record on Mondays, and uh, every time you play that drop, I feel like I haven't been working like a dog all week long because it's only Monday. <laughs> so maybe I don't quite deserve it just yet. That's true, but by the time you listen to it on Thursday... Mm. You've been working like a dog for at least four fifths of the week long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe something cold won't hurt you. Yeah. So it's definitely still a good beer, which is surprising given how long I've had this beer for. So I am impressed with their ability to make a, a New England style IPA last that long. It's not as New Englandy. It's not as juicy as I expected it to be, which is probably due to the age, but it's still pretty good. It's more dank and... Uh, and piney than than it is tropical. Uh, it's definitely a little bit more dry, kind of like a like a dry rosé or not a dry rosé, like a dry white wine or maybe even a, like a dry champagne, where you know your tongue's a little dry at the end. Uh, the bubbles are not as aggressive as they look in the glass on the tongue. And then overall, I get some flavors of some mango, some a little bit of pineapple, uh, some grapefruit. And maybe a hint of like a little bit of grape. Um, pretty good overall. You know, I would if I had say I, this is the only one I have of this. But if I still had like three more from a four pack, I'd still say that they were like I'd still give these out to you guys as like, hey, here you go. These are good beers for you guys to drink if you guys came over to my house. So yeah, overall, I am impressed with the fact that that Progressive Brewing Company was able to brew a pretty solid New England style IPA that was able to last this long 
Um, I will say for comparison's sake, it's kind of like a better version of like the Sam's New England style IPA or the the Wicked Hazy or whatever that's called. It, it's it's still it's still good, um, but it's and it's a hair better than that. I'd pr- I'm probably gonna give this if new untapped, I'd give it like a like a three point like nine. Um, okay. But I'll probably stick it like a, a three seven five just because it doesn't oh, quite wow. meet that I four. I thought it's gonna be higher. To be honest, the way you were talking about it. Well, I, I, I'm trying to. It, it, it's still really good for being this old, but it's still like I wish I would have drank this now. Yeah, maybe way back in May. Closer to a four in in May. Right. Or, yeah. Ten days ago, you know. Or ten right. days ago. Ah, oh, dang. Now you you mentioned the w- wicked hazy. Um, so is that a three seven five for you as well, or did you rate that like? Would you rate that lower? I would rate that a three seven five as well. Okay, so it's just it's just like more of a true three seven five than like a a, a high end three seven five. I got you. Yeah, Wicked Hazy is probably like right on the button of a three seven five. Now, if say there was like a hundred and twelve check ins to the Time for Living, hundred and twelve, not many. That's not a lot at all. Not a lot. Damn. What do, um, what do you think? What do you think those folks thought? Well, I said it was three point nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say that seeing as I am man of the people, comma tud. Or semicolon tud. I'm gonna say it's a three point nine. Not bad. Not not bad. It's still a little little open. Three uh, three point nine nine. So you know. Well, I didn't I didn't finish. I wanted to say three point nine nine. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's my bad. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> that was that was uh, that one's on me. That's on me. No. Yeah, three nine nine. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty. Uh... That, yeah, I, that was that's pretty close. Um, for a beer that's. Ten days out of date, plus it was brewed, you know, forever and a day ago. Right, right. So how I missed it. How far off were you, Ted? Point nine. Point yeah. Point oh nine. Point oh nine. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Point, no, point nine. Like, it's point nine. nine. <laughs> point nine territory. We're talking about taking away a tally mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I wonder what the rule has to be. What's your if you're a full point off or more, you uh, you lose Italian. You lose Italian, Mark. Ooh, that's rough. What if you're a full point off and lose? What if it's like a face your beard though, mm. and you're like it's like so old that you're a point off because it's terrible. Well, what are the odds I remember this conversation if we actually get into that situation? <laughs> well, maybe I, honestly, that's. I'm gonna say pretty high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we'll find out. It's, it's recorded for all time, episode 163. That's right. If you're over a point off, you lose a tally mark. Oh, boy. Oh, the heat is on. Yeah. Could be us. It could be me or Chris tonight. It we could, could be. be. It could be. We could guess oh a two God. and a quarter, and it could be a 375. <laughs> so. It would be fantastic if you guys were wrong this episode and had to lose a tally mark. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. Don't want that. <laughs> no. Well, now that I'm done, uh, Obert, seeing as you did the pregame show, I believe that means that it's is Chris's time to drink a beer. It's my time to shine, y'all. My time to shine. What are you drinking? It's really funny that um, I made fun of Chris earlier about potentially having an old beer, and he was like, no, it's only six months old. And I was like, that's kind of old. And I brought a beer that's older. <laughs> well, it, this is this one is about six, about five, six months old right now. Um, but it's the Jenna Redemption story again. Uh, oh. <laughs> we're, we're trying. I, listen, I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm pulling out all the stops. Uh, but this one I have a good feeling about. This is a, Was a she upset with you from last week? 
No, she's not upset, but, you know, it's a self-proclaimed Jenna Redemption beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, so this one I know I've heard the name. Uh, I think Tud may have had has had this before. Um, But this is from Old Nation Brewing Company, and it is their M43. So it's a IPA, New Orthodox IPA series. Um, 6.8% alcohol by volume, 65 IBU. Um, this is from what I understand, like their flagship beer from old nation. So, um, and they're out of, uh, uh, Williamston, Michigan. So, um, this was one that, uh, I'd never had before. Uh, I was, and it's one of those, like, you just kind of gotta have it, you know, just kind of gotta have it. So, uh, here it is. Thank you, Jenna, again. We were talking about this before the show. I'd never even heard of this beer, but apparently you can. it's pretty common, it sounds like, so uh, east of the Mississippi. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. This is... I think we have. Yeah, Jenna, I think, brought it up. This is a beer that every time that I'm in, in the uh, the Detroit airport, I stop and I, I get it for lunch um, with my... It's my drink that I get with my lunch because it's really good when it's super fresh. You have mentioned that before. That does ring a bell. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you can't find it in Connecticut at a package store. No, you can now. Oh, okay. I got you. Cool. And I mean, truth be told, this may be available with me now. I don't know, but hey, uh, it's it's in my hand. There's nowhere closer I can get. It is one hundred percent available to you <laughs> this second. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna crack into this. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if I've had any Old Nation. I may have. So yeah, we're gonna crack open this thing. Oh, maybe, maybe. Okay, here we go. Pouring. Oh, nice, nice little pour here. We got a nice pour. Look at that. Certified not crisp pour. Certified not crisp pour. <laughs> Look at it. Beautiful. So, that is uh, a really good a, pour. Congratulations. It, well, thank you, thank you. Um, 163 episodes, and you know, however finally many drinking years, 12 drinking years, and we're here. We're finally made it. We made it, you guys. <laughs> um. But it's a very nice looking beer. It's uh, got your typical orangey, hazy colors. Uh, nice, uh, nice head. Not super thick, but it is there. Um, the bubbles are normal bubble sized, I'd say. Normal head sized. Um, but let me see. On the nose, I do get a bit of. Now I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it does smell a tad bit old because it is six months old, which is, which is getting there, getting, getting a little old. Um, but I do get uh, some of that uh, citrus, some citrusy notes to it. I mean, I, I, I mean, I pretty much get orange right now, like just a nice, nice little orange. Maybe, maybe a hint of pineapple. I don't know. But uh, let's let's dive in and uh, see what this M forty three is all about. Oh no. I'm just looking at the can. I'm supposed to roll it. Ah, poop. I didn't do that. I, I saw you do the little swirl thing now. I did the swirl. Yeah, I think that's... It's I think pretty that's, sufficient. Okay, yeah. good. Phew. Phew. Thought I ruined it. <laughs> um, so, um, I will say this beer is... Um, it's... it's. Hold on. I don't know what I want to say. I don't want to say. It's, it's surprisingly still tastes fresh. Is that weird? No, because I, I think that's exactly what Ted just experienced too. Yeah, oh, I guess. Oh, damn! It's it's like the same review. We have over the again. same beer. Yeah, uh, it's a three point nine nine. No, um, yeah. I mean, 
it's very uh surprisingly i mean 6.8 percent isn't is too heavy but um it's not very heavy it's not very heavy like in your mouth it's very light um the it's got a nice nice pring a tiny bit of uh pringles to it nothing too crazy um but i don't know it's it's very light it's very refreshing um i mean maybe it's just a tad bit on the old side but it's not not a detriment right now it's like uh the the i'm trying to pick up i'm trying to pick up like a like a distinct fruit but right now it's just like a nice refreshing like almost eerily eerily crushable but not crushable because it's almost seven percent you know what i mean so it's <laughs> crush adjacent crush crush adjacent yes um, wait your beer is also seven percent i feel like we're having the same beer it's i know right six point eight percent oh mine's two percent more point two percent more yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like a solid beer, just a solid, just a solid all-around beer. Um, I mean, for my first Old Nation beer, and uh, obviously their flagship, obviously they're doing it right. They know what they're doing. This is their flagship. This is what they do. Um, but I was, uh, I was a little skeptical going in, and I, all skeptics are gone. Well, I guess I was, yeah, yeah, I was a little, maybe a tad bit. Um, any, any New England style IPA outside of New England. I'm always a little skeptical. Right, right. You know, I'm like, yeah, I bet you guys, there's no secret to being in New England <laughs> that makes you better at making a new IPA. <laughs> but I'm always like, eh, we'll see about this. It's like it's like when you see New York style pizza outside of New York, you know, you're just like, yeah, right. well, well that's, that is a difference. That's water. No, I mean, uh, maybe, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is water too, right? <laughs> right? I, I will say that the first time I ever went to Michigan, and I was at a I was at a brewery, and I feel like I think I got asked by three people. Now keep in mind we were not in Old Nations Brewery; we were just in some random brewery. They had said, "Oh, you're from New England. Have you had M43 yet?" And I said, "Nope, don't know what that is." And after the third person like asked me the question, I knew that I had to go out and find the beer. It just so happened that the next place we went to had it on tap, so I was able to try it then. But it it is it is a well known and well-hyped beer for Michigan um, that they think that they're, that they, they've have a new England, they have a flagship new England IPA in their state. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really it's, talking it up here. It, I mean, it is, it I'm is really it curious is, to see what this average is going to be. I'm curious what the average is too. I'm, I'm very skeptical. I think it's going to be a lot of check-ins and I think it's going to be, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll feel, you know, don't want to ruin it. Um, but you get uh, you get some bitterness up front, uh, and then it just kind of rides out the rest of the way. It's nothing like it's not too overpowering. Um, it gets a nice little citrus boost right there in the middle, and it's, it sweetens up a little bit at the end. It's a really nice, easy drinking beer. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm like torn. I think if it were fresh, I would give it a four and a quarter. Um, but I'm gonna wow. give it a. I'm gonna give it a. I think like I, I'm envisioning like you know I'm putting myself in that mindset. Like if I was at a tap. You know, and uh, they were like, "Here you go. We just juiced this this morning, or whatever." Um, fresh out would, of the beer cow. Fresh out of the beer cow. <laughs> uh, I think it would be four and a quarter, but I'm going to give this in its sound. Does a beer state. cow make? Uh, moo. I was gonna. I was. That's the only thing that came to mind. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Probably because <laughs> because of the two halves of it. Beer doesn't make a noise, and cows do. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, 
they they say moo, but then they always sound like they're fizzing on the inside. That's that's yes. the, that's the key. <laughs> the magic that's how you know you got yourself a good beer cow. It just sounds like a fuse. <laughs> the magic exploding cow. Oh man. So, uh, but I think in this current iteration, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I really I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's really good. Um, very easy to easy drinker right here. Um, so well done, well done, old nation. I, 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 I want to make my way around the entire United States. Um, this old nation, this old nation, <laughs> and hopefully I can have it fresh one day. But uh, this is a very good beer. So Jenna, hey, you, you, you're redeemed. That's it. You're done. There you go. Well, well you done. weren't lying about um, there being a lot of check-ins, or your, I should say your guess was correct. Yes, one hundred and seventeen thousand check-ins. Oh boy. Oh man, yeah. this is this is where this is where, which I am shocked. I mean, I know we have beers with a lot of check-ins here, but not too often we get to six-digit check-ins, right? And it's like a very popular how, beer. Like, how shocked are you? Even more so that you never heard of it before. Well, that's I, I think that's what the reason yeah. I am shocked is because I was like M forty three. I don't I don't know. And then I looked it up and I'm like, what is it? Oh wow, this is crazy. It was one of those beers, just like you know thrown behind the curtain for the listeners i had to ask if i checked it in because it's one of those i didn't want to look you know out of spirit of the competition um but i was like it's one of those beers where i may have crossed paths with it and i'm just like ah, i don't know so um i had not though so here we go it's my first ever m43 um jesus this is a tough one i feel like i feel like the michiganders are gonna love it um but i'm gonna say See, I said a four. I'm man of peop man of the people. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say a th- I think it's gonna be a f- like 117,000 check-ins to make it a four is insane. It's insane. Three point nine four is my guess. It's very high. Damn it! No. <laughs> God damn! Is it is it a four point nine four? Did I just lose a point? No. 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 <laughs> not that high that would be untapped breaking it is a 4.19 though damn it oh my goodness yeah i the 117,000 check-ins it scared me it scared me that, that i have like this is like heady topper level of number yeah. of check-ins combined with high rating oh my goodness i just cannot believe that's i've just been i got a jenna smooch and some some of these beers there you go know. so yeah. they're not it's, it's, so it's not as high as an alchemist. So alchemist is over the it was over the hundred thousand mark. Same thing with right. Julius, and I, this is obviously not in the. You mean Hattie Topper, right? What I what I say? The alchemist. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Sorry. So Hattie Topper has two hundred fifty thousand check ins. Oh shit! I... And Julius has over a hundred thousand. Yeah, so and this has one hundred seventeen thousand. I thought it was only seventeen thousand. One hundred seventeen. No. Yeah. Oh, hundreds. You are right. Holy shit. I thought you said. I don't know where my head was when you said that number. I thought you said seventeen thousand. Because I also I was, was like, like talking of how big the number was too. Yeah, and I was yeah. sitting here going, I know that's high, guys. Seventeen's like, not that high. I feel yeah. like we've had beers on here consistently that have seventeen thousand check-ins. Okay. Yeah. Now I have a little bit more respect for this beer. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, and now granted, Julius and Hetty Topper rate out above four point five, but this is really good, and it, it, that's what struck me when I was in Michigan was how how high like people praise this thing and how good it actually was because i mean a lot of times people are like oh we have a we have our own julius 
And you know, a lot of times you're like, no, no, you don't. But these guys do. Like, Michigan has one. Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of shocked that it's a beer that's this good that I've... I mean, I've heard you talk about it on the podcast, but I've never seen in the wild. But it seems like you can find it places. It's not like you have to drive to the brewery and pick it up with your open trunk where they deposit the beer or anything like that. Like... It sounds like it's a pretty accessible beer, so I'm going to keep my eye out for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good. So, hey, Jenna, thank you, and hook up Obert because uh, he needs it. He needs it now. Um, and also uh, buy us all tickets to go around the world and drink beer. Um, yes. So, I mean, just those few things, um, Jenna. So, <laughs> no, Not asking no for much. No, yeah, really, it's basically nothing. Um, I don't know. We are talking, you know, this, we were workshopping this a little bit before the podcast. Mm -hmm. We're brainstorming. We're thinking about starting a GoFundMe so we can buy a winery. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, As a winery back in Connecticut listed for sale, uh, three and a quarter is what they're asking. Three, three million dollars. And there's, it even says on the listing, there's a, a, house a uh, residential property on site that would be suitable for a and b so i think that we could just have all three of us live in the same house um change the name of our podcast to wine making <laughs> with friends in person comma we live in the same house <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. wine making with roommates yes oh and, yeah we made it um, we did it <laughs> Now, the best part is this, it's a 40-acre property. Like, we could essentially live in different houses. Now, granted, there's not three houses on the property, so we it's have to build two of them. Not much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah, that's our expansion plans, but yeah. <laughs> initially the podcast would be winemaking with roommates. <laughs> yeah. Then it would be winemaking with neighbors, and then it will be... Yeah. It's this whole thing. Just imagine. You guys get to just get woken up by kids all the time. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> No, you just give them a little wine. They go back to bed. <laughs> Obert, Obert, collectively, I know this is groupthink. I vote that we make Chris and his kids sleep outside. They they will be the first ones voted out of the house. I think because <laughs> um, we didn't also mention this podcast. This podcast is a a Big Brother slash Survivor style reality show. Oh, damn. Well, I don't know. There's yeah. more of us. You know, like yeah, sure. Most of us. You know, two, two, whatever. And then I got two little ones, so it's true. And they're um they're 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 feisty. I'm pretty sure that we could convince them to vote you and them out of the house. They'll be like, "Do you guys want to go outside?" And they'd be like, "Yeah!" Uh, actually, that's like CJ's favorite thing. So yeah, that, that would actually work really well. <laughs> I literally asked him the other day, I'm "Like, hey, you want to do something this week?" He's like, "Yeah, go outside." I'm like, "God, yeah, okay, sure." <laughs> The sunshine, God. Well, it's like it's like I was like out of all the things, all he wants to do is go outside. He's a simple kid; he loves it. This is this is why it's going to be so easy to vote you off the island. He'd be like, "Hey, you guys want to go outside?" And there we go; we're outside. Who wants to live uh. in the winemaking hut? <laughs> uh. Yeah. So we're still working on the details for our GoFundMe, but but uh, uh, if you want to pledge, go to GoFundMe.com/slash winemaking alone. With roommates. Wine making with roommates. Wine making with roommates. That's right. WWR. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we'll have the goal th- three and a quarter. You fund that. 
and, uh, and we'll <laughs> and buy we'll this winery. winery. <laughs> we'll buy the winery. Uh, we'll have some rewards there where people can come in and get some some discounted wine. I think. Yeah, like a dollar think, off. Something yeah, like to ten percent. You know, whatever. Ten percent max one dollar. Like you know, this whole thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we got we got winery. bills to pay. We're, we're gracious hosts. Yeah, we got to yeah. buy those grapes. Grapes aren't cheap. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, yeah no, they ain't. They ain't. I do think we would do a good job owning a winery. I think that uh, between the three of us, we have all the things we would need to make it work. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we could do it. Um, except for except none for of us the... know how to make wine. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Uh, yeah, you know, hire we'll someone that for that. Out. Okay, so it's actually going to be like three. Uh, we'll just round up to three and a half. It's just so, just so we can <laughs> okay. hire a winemaker. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, a winemaker and like people, you know, other people too, like like, like bar staff. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so three and a half, just round it up. Uh, we'll be good. We'll be good. So GoFundMe.com slash winemaking with roommates. If we did buy this, what would you guys want your your roles to be though? What would you guys want to do on our forty acre wine property winery? Well, I know it's already set up to do weddings. So okay. we have to. We'd continue to do weddings. Yep. So you would get your uh, pastor's license, so you could do host all the weddings. Is kind of what you're saying. <laughs> yes, built built in pastor services. You wanted to be the guy who marries everybody who comes on, right? <laughs> non negotiable. I mean, I think we should all be licensed. That way, we we can do it together. We say it. In, okay. In, we say it in triplicate, but we say it. <laughs> So every, what's every your job going to be, though, Ted? That's what I want to know. What do you do? What do you bring into the table here? I'm the resident Ted. Okay. Well, then I call dibs on wine taster. I was going to say wine sure taster. The, the, no. I mean, Ted, I, I laid him up so easily, and he didn't. He didn't take it. Listen, a, I will drink the wine. Dog. I listen as part of as part of the ownership. Now, me, I get me to drink Chris the wine. Are in quality control, yes. you are on toilet duty. Toilets and vows. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Listen, I, some of that, some of that bad wine. I don't know if I'd want to drink at first, as we learned how to make wine. No, no, no. It's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it. Remember? Uh, that's right. Uh, I mean, they've been doing it for like twelve thousand years. How hard can it be? Right? Like they used to do it with feet. It's, yeah. but it, but it's award winning. We can't go backwards. We can't have less awards now that we own it. We're we're already on an award winning podcast. I feel like the awards just transfer over. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's going to be fun. GoFundMe.com yeah. slash WWR. Over, have you... In the meantime, while I fantasize about our luxurious winery that we're owning together and living together running, I do have a beer here to drink. Maybe I should just throw this away and, and go for some wine but there you go this is a repeat of a previous beer i've had in the podcast that ted loves to mispronounce this is the black butte 33 the black butt from from deschutes <laughs> brewing this is their latest release and um you know it's the same age as the three of us apparently not the beer but the they this is the 33rd year making it i think i um Wanted to look it up, but I didn't want to see any ratings on accident. So this is what it says on the side. It says, toast to our 33rd anniversary with this imperial homage to Black Butte Porter. This edition is a real feat 
marrying maple, chocolate, vanilla, and bourbon barrel aging in a truly celebratory beer. That sounds pretty good. I got a 12-ounce bottle here. There's a, looks like a pencil sketch of a maple leaf. Maybe it's like a black and white x-ray. Uh, it's nice. It's a nice classy label for sure. Um, again, yeah, it says brewed with maple syrup, chocolate, vanilla beans, aged in bourbon barrels. You can't, you can't beat that. Mm. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go use my wall-mounted bottle opener. <laughs> and um, You're welcome. I'll be right, yeah, I'll be right back. Red Solo Cup. That's a good pour right there, for that's sure. A, that's a beautiful looking beer. Yep, I'll yeah. give you that. Just pouring it, I definitely got a huge wave of the bourbon barrel aromas as I filled this mug. Um, it reminds me a lot of the beer I had on the pregame last week, which is a nice, delicious bourbon-y stout. So we'll see how this holds up, see how it compares, and... Um, yeah, I'm not normally a big fan of the Black Butte, but I had to have it on because it's a classic. I I have to have try their annual release every year. They always do something a little different. Um, I wanted to bring this one on. So without further ado, Tud, hit it. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind. And sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. I the like beer. Da na 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 makes, <laughs> makes me feel mellow. Makes beer. me feel <laughs> mellow. Do do do. Thanks uh, to uh, Jordan and Kiwi for that little post drop addition there, but. This is uh this is tasty. I get a lot of the chocolate, a lot more of the chocolate than I thought I would. The maple is a little harder to pick out. Um, I get it from the sweetness on the back end more than I do anywhere else. Uh, it really is hard to, to pull out the maple until the aftertaste for sure. Same good. with the vanilla. They kind of to me those two flavors really show up when you get to the like the aromatics on the back of your tongue. Once the beer is out of your mouth, you're just left with this aftertaste of the sweet vanilla and maple. Um, yeah, this is my favorite Black Butte I've had so far. I don't know how much they change it every year. I don't remember it tasting like this at all last year. And I think based on the way the label reads, um, it's an homage to their Black Butte Porter. So this is like, um, I think, I don't know if they took their base recipe and added all these adjuncts. Uh, to the regular back, Black Butte, but I think it's a very different beer than the tr- than the standard Black Butte Porter. Uh, I'm digging it, though. I think the fun thing about them with their annual releases and the, the Roman numerals they put right here on the bottle is you can do a vertical flight pretty easily. So maybe I'll go and pick up a four-pack of these so I can enjoy them for the next four years because that's some forward thinking right there. Do they not do, like, do they not sell, like, four packs of the verticals? No. Nope, you got to get them when you can. There is a local um, tap room, uh, the Montana Tap House, that I know occasionally will do Black Butte keg takeovers where they'll have verticals of all the kegs, uh, which I want to check out because that's that's always a good time for sure. Uh, Definitely one of those things that I feel like I need to Uber home from 
though. <laughs> That's something I can I can drive back, even though they're only a couple miles away. Mm. But I'm really digging this beer, guys. It sounds like it sounds like you're really enjoying it. Maybe you just didn't like porters last year. No, the last year it had too much of that anise black licorice taste, which really kills it for me. Mm. Um, I can handle a little, but I'm not a black licorice guy. So once I get that taste, it's just it just really knocks it down like a full quarter or half point for me. Just I can't really get into that. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Once I get the taste that I'm it's done, I'm over. That's why I never got into Jaeger. Mm, yeah, uh, understandable. Licorice or coconut? No. <laughs> I I can I I honestly think I can I can I can handle coconut better than licorice. But so if you're on a desert island with one coconut tree and one licorice tree, <laughs> and I needed firewood, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which prob- one would you chop down? I'd probably chop down the licorice tree. I think it's I think it's disgusting i don't know why i don't know why people eat it doesn't make any sense it's chris's worst nightmare on an island (laughs) with just coconuts and licorice coconuts licorice and inhabited by swans oh my god i can't imagine it's hell it's hell chris like fuck it i'm swimming that's right (laughs) do you feel that way about just black licorice or all licorice um no, just primarily just black licorice. Like, what else is like? I don't know. Like Twizzlers, well, like, just Twizzlers like the red lic- Twizzlers. Okay, yeah. they're not my favorite, but I like like if they're there, I'll probably eat them. But you know, I uh, could I could mess with some of the uh, the Poland peels. Those were those were good. Mm, Remember that? Those are the best. I will say the Twizzler yeah. Poland peels. Yeah. But anyway, enough about Twizzlers. Uh, this is I'm really enjoying this, and I think I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. Okay. All right. I was, you know, it's. I came in expecting this beer to not break the four barrier because of that uh, licorice flavor that I've had on the Black Buttes before. But this one pleasantly surprised me with its its nice balance of sweetness with the bourbon. It's a it's a good combo. Uh, it's just a really good beer. So out of so this is this is a numbered. One correct. We are going with yeah, the this number is, on this there's one. There's only there's only one of these, and it's the Black Butte Thirty Three. Okay, that's the beer you should be looking for on Untapped. So there is one thousand one thousand seven hundred and nineteen check-ins. Okay, it's a good it's a good showing for Deschutes. <sighs> um, well, I really don't want to lose a negative point, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not going to guess above like a 4.7. That's for sure. Uh, I think, I hope other people like it as much as I do. I'm going to guess a 4.11. Tell me it's above a (laughs) 3.11. Oh, no. (laughs) No, in actuality, it is a 4.12. Oh, so close. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. 0.01 off. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, you said yeah. it. I was like, man. Like, so close. So close. Almost as yeah. close as you could get without getting it, honestly. That is how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nope. So uh, put that, that old tally mark on the board here. I know. I'm, I am like, I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating. He is he is hot on your tail after after starting out being honestly 
we almost voted him off the podcast because <laughs> the other true. people almost had more check-ins than he did. He I has know. come roaring back. Roaring back. It, the hot, uh, hot over summer of 2021. That's what we've been saying. We've been saying it this whole yeah. time. I mean, he's, he's still eight behind me, but... Well, depends no, on how you count. eight. Six. Eight. <laughs> no, the other two don't count. Those don't count. They're... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um... Oh man! Oh, I gotta, I gotta hone in. I gotta study Untapped or something. I got. Yeah, you gotta start getting flashcards with beer, with beers or something. <laughs> Three point seven five. Three point six five. You and Dana have to be going to breweries, and you gotta get flight boards, and you just gotta be like, just, just, <laughs> just pounding smashing out. everyone. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, it is. I think that time um, that we we dust off our old three handled frosty mug of wisdom. Take it out of the freezer, fill it up with life advice, wisdomy wisdom, hacks, either life or computer, uh, fun things we've seen or experienced, or, you know, just stuff we want to share with you. It's time for our 300 Frosty Mug of Wisdom. Jordan, hit it. All right, Jordan, thank you. <laughs> so Jordan, the Snoop Dogg version. Jordan Snoop Dogg. Your handle. Yeah. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that motto. Hey, Jordan, thank you. As always, check him out. Wreck my podcast with a W. Find it in the W section of your Dewey Decimal podcast library. <laughs> I know that's not how the Dewey Decimal system works. Don't re- write me about that. Um, I, don't think I, believe, about that. I believe that's how that works. No, it's not. Anyway, um, I am man of the people. Honk, honk, honk. Um, I am manliest of people. This week, Obert, me, honk, 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 honk. Goose slash Swan of the week. That's what we say. And I am going to go first because I have a handle that could fill up an entire mug, to be honest. So I want to leave some time to talk about it. And as a result, I think I'm going to split it up into a couple of different episodes because it's a multi-part handle here. Um, it's a hobby. I don't think I've clued you guys in on, I might have mentioned it here or there, that I picked up over the last couple of years. Beer I've really drinking. been refining my craft. I have it down to almost perfection. And while it may be uh, intimidating to some, 
I think it's something that everyone could do and everyone would enjoy. And I want to share it with you. I want to share it with you guys, my co-hosts and the audience. And that's making your own pizza. Have I, have I talked to you about my pizza making stories at all? Not, not so much the stories. You have mentioned certain items that make making pizza better. Yes, like, I believe yeah. Have like I made a, like a pizza stone? I believe was did I did I make a pizza stone handle you at did, one point? You did you okay. got it from your sister for Christmas? My or my uncle, yeah, uncle, yeah, uncle, okay. sister, good, all family. Your your good, uncle's cause, sister. Because that's that's I'm glad that we got that one out of the way because I want to talk about the pizza stone, but I also want to give you more options there. Okay. Um, so where I live in Montana, there's not as nearly as good pizza as there was in Connecticut. Okay. What I've been doing as a result is I've kind of been just forced to make my own pizza. And uh, if you want to make your own pizza, you can go anywhere from just, well, I guess you could just put a DiGiorno's in the oven would be like the, the simplest way to make your own pizza. But, um, but I, if that's a level zero, I'd say you could go all the way up to level five. So I'm going to bring you to like level one, level two with this handle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is... I think one of the key things is a pizza stone, as I mentioned, it's a previous handle. What a pizza stone will do is it's, it's thick enough and it gets hot enough where you can get a really good crust formed. And that's something that you really need when you're making pizza in your oven. Using Versus, a hot stone, as we learned you in You want to use a hot handle. stone. Yeah, as we learned in the other handle. Um, I would also recommend using, if you want the very, very beginner thing you can get the pillsbury pizza crust in the refrigerated aisle to be honest i had that recently when my my dough didn't rise i bought some pillsbury dough it was <laughs> night and day difference than the, the pizza dough that i use so i would recommend uh, some grocery stores local grocery stores will have dough like fresh dough made and ready to go for you to make your own pizza mm-hmm. i want to say start there start with the store made dough walmart does it stop and shop does it everybody it's 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 in like the like the the cheese section in my in my grocery store at least good to know yeah because like right below the pizza cheese perfect yeah there we go so start with that so you want a pizza stone you want some cheese or you want some you want some fresh dough right and then and these are the two things that are going to set your pizza apart from the stuff that you buy at the pizzeria right away. Like those two things alone are going to put you ahead of what you can normally get at like your Domino's, right? Um, obviously, the best part of pizza is you can put whatever toppings you want on it. I'm not even going to get into that this week. I have a sauce recipe that I want to share with you guys. <laughs> but, but my real handle for this week is a pizza steal. Now, this is something that I did not get into when I first started making pizza, and that's different than a pizza stone. Obviously, we talked about this as a previous handle. A pizza steel is like a quarter-inch or 3 inch thick sheet of stainless steel that you put in the oven. You want to crank that sucker up as hot as it gets. That piece of steel is what's going to conduct the heat into your crust and going to give you a really, really nice crust on the bottom of your pizza. The only problem is they're not cheap. Pizza steels are like in the 50 to $100 range. So not necessarily a beginner um, friendly 
if you're into just getting into the pizza hobby, maybe don't start with the pizza steel. But I do kind of wish that I had one because with how much pizza I've been making, you know, it's 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 really going to set your pizza apart, if that makes sense. Hmm. So I'm I just ordered a pizza steel. I haven't gotten it in yet, but this is my handle for you. Make pizza steel, grocery store fresh dough. Um, I'll forgive you on the sauce for now. Use whatever toppings <laughs> you want. But wait, how can you recommend something that you haven't tried yet? It's an excellent question, Todd. And that's because I have been learning so much about how I've been making pizzas. And I don't want people to make the same mistakes. Not mistakes, but I want people to be aware of, of the knowledge I'm bringing with how much pizza I've been making and what I think could be, I could be doing better. And that's by incorporating the pizza steel. So if they were the same price, pizza steel over pizza stone, no problem. If it's something you're going to make a couple times, try the pizza stone. But if it's something that you think you really could get into, my advice, skip the stone, go right to the steel. Okay. That was going to be my question. It's like if I'm going to spend 20 bucks or whatever on a pizza stone, right. and I can get a pizza steel for 50 like, I mean, why yeah, not? Why it's, not? It's, yeah, like I said, it's like a little bit, I think, I don't know the price point of these. I think it's like so, that, around 60 bucks for for like the, the most affordable one. Mm-hmm. For this ba- yeah. the pizza steel, I'm looking at it right now. It is for the original baking steel, it is a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah. I did see that one too, but there are cheaper ones out there. And yeah, I'm you're gonna at get a few different sizes. Bucks and sixty bucks and things okay. like that. So um okay. Uh, you know, it's funny, like we, we make homemade pizza sometimes, um, but it's not okay. It's not super fancy. Don't like I feel like I'm not even talking to the right person right now, but like we found this like really, uh, but you know, we just use like baking sheets or whatever, like you know, whatever we have. But now, now you got me, you got me thinking, you got me thinking, because we do enjoy making our own pizza. It's just we don't go super fancy, so maybe we have to fancy it up. Yeah, to, to be honest, I mean, I don't want to sound like an addict, but I've been making pizza pretty much once a week for like the last five or six weeks now. Oh wow! I do it on the weekends. And I start, I start my crust on, I start my dough on Tuesday. Um, but do you make which, your, you make your own dough now? Though. I make my own dough. I make my own <laughs> sauce. But, but I wanted to just focus this handle on the first thing you need to make pizza, which is something to put it on. Okay. Whether it's you. a stone, which was the previous handle, or a pizza steel, which is what I'm making the handle today. Um, do that. Start with the store dough. Start with the store dough, make your, put sauce, put your toppings, have fun. You'll figure out, you'll learn a lot about how to stretch the dough. It's, it's like I said, it's a, it's a fun hobby I've gotten into. And part of it has been, I've been forced into it with the lack of good pizza options in Montana. Um, but now I, I like my pizza better than any other pizza out there. I would choose mine, which is really saying something. So, right. Right. Well, I mean, in North Carolina, we kind of run into the same thing where there's like was like one decent restaurant and the rest are not great. So it's like I I, I miss living in the land of the pizza up up up, mm. in, the, up in Connecticut. Yes. So um, I didn't know how good I had it. So I know, I right? You just it, 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 you know it all. It, you don't know what what you got till it's gone. Oh man, you leave paradise. My handle is pizza. my handle uh. is just go down the store and buy a pizza. I mean, yeah, Connecticut. I mean, I, I will, Connecticut's got not only great beer, probably the best pizza. I'm just, yeah. I'm being being honest. They they got good carbs. They got good carbs <laughs> in Connecticut. Yes, 
They got to figure we're, it out. Sure we're a cold. We're a p- people of the cold, so we like the carbs to 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 beefing you up. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unlike us here in Montana. Um, <laughs> not not no, but, not, that, not that cold. But yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I I have more pizza stuff I want to do for next week's handle. Uh, like I said, I want to I want to share my dough. I want to share my sauce. But I I don't want to overload everybody with too much pizza stuff at once. I think everybody everybody can just go out and make a pizza, whether it's a, on a baking sheet, whether you get the the stone, you know, check check your um Goodwill. I bet you they have that's the kind of stuff that ends up there all the time. Mm. For a pizza stone, if you just want to, you know, low effort commitment to try in into it, but I don't know. I've I've rambled on about making pizza for long enough. I really am passionate about it. I really enjoy it. I think you guys should give it a shot. It's, um, it's who does like pizza, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, enough of that. Todd, um, I, as, as man of people, Obert, honk, 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 bequeath the mug to you. What do you got for us? So my handle this week, um, we're a week early for the Thanksgiving holiday. But I do feel the need to say, uh, just an FYI, to have people go out and um, start defrosting their turkeys now um, or by the time you're hearing my voice now because you don't want to have a frozen turkey. But a that solid is, tip. Good tip. That is, that is my tip. That is not a handle. My handle this week is to make your uh, how to, to make the, in, the butter injection for your turkey to keep it nice and moist while you're cooking it. Oh, I have thoughts about this. I want to hear this handle. So what you want to do is you want to take um, a stick, maybe a stick and a half, maybe two sticks if you're feeling frisky of butter. Throw it in a pan. Melt the butter. Low heat so it doesn't burn, just melts into a nice liquid. You want to take a tablespoon of garlic, like garlic powder or, or crushed garlic, up to you. The garlic powder seems to work a little bit better because it doesn't get stuck in the injector as you're injecting it. But if you have a good injector, you probably have a big enough opening to shoot some crushed garlic into the turkey. Take some Creole seasoning. Put about a tablespoon to two tablespoons of Creole seasoning into that butter. Mix that up together in a nice Creole butter style seasoning. Um, Then from there on, you can add whatever you want. Um, I like to add a little bit of of Louisiana hot sauce just to add a little bit more kick and to give it kind of a reddish color um, because the the Creole seasoning kind of turns it a little brown. Um, But the the reddish, the red color kind of brings it back to a nice dark red, like almost maroon. Um, Once you're done with that, you can A, let it cool, and you can save the, the Creole butter and use it for other things if you'd like. Spread it on toast spread it on pizza pizza crust with creole with creole butter probably probably pretty good um but what you want to do then is you want to make sure that in while it's in its liquid form you stick it in an injector and you want to stick about three quarters of the the liquid butter into the the breasts of the turkey don't worry about the wings stick it into the breast of the turkey then take the other quarter and stick it into each of the 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 turkey legs um so about an eighth of your concoction and each leg. Um, now, I, qu- I quick question. I sorry sure. to interrupt, but uh, this is like a big syringe. Yes. So like I have a. And meat so like injector. how how do you put it all in one spot, or do you like move it around the breast? You could do either. 
um, it'll find its way. I personally think that if you make too many holes, you're going to have some some liquid butter leak out. If you don't make enough holes, it may not get everywhere. So I like to probably do two... Two pokes into each breast, um, one poke into each thigh. The thighs are anybody who, anybody who's ever had a chicken. I don't know why I keep on calling them thighs. Anybody who's ever had a chicken leg knows how how veiny they are at the end. Like when you're biting them, and you can see like the tendons that run down, and the, the and the meat kind of pulls off all in kind of one direction and kind of breaks apart. The turkey leg is is very porous. So if you if you get down to like the bone of the turkey leg and you inject right on the bone, you only have to inject it once because um, it will find its way around the bone. I'm glad I asked. It, then it will go up. But the the breast two times if you want to if you want to try three, you can do that. Any more than three, you're going to start losing your your delicious Creole butter. Um, then the the other thing I would like to say is you can also take that Creole butter, make sure you pat the turkey dry because you never want to season a, a a slimy turkey. If you take that Creole butter and you rub that turkey down with the Creole butter, you got one hell of a turkey. That's a good. That's a good prep tip. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, do you have a a link to this recipe? Is this a, is this a Tud special? Uh, do you? Um. So it's it's kind of a Tud special and kind of not. Um. I learned it from a barbecuing website, but I kind of put my own spin on it. Um. We can link the video into the. To the description uh, below. I mean, if you want to claim it and just link a meat injector, we could do that too. <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I will link, we'll link the meat injector. Um, uh, there you go. You know what you need to do, Todd, is you need to talk about how on your great grandmother's 101st birthday you made this recipe and type this all up like a, like a 13 paragraph <laughs> recipe that you put on line and then that's where the, i think the big bucks i think the more the longer it is the more money you make <laughs> i think that's how it kind of how it works say by word you, yeah you could make this a recipe to get like <laughs> cooking with tud dot cook and um <laughs> that tud. then we'll like that in the show notes yeah. yes and you have to be one of those annoying websites that doesn't have the link to jump straight to recipe right oh, make yeah. sure that oh, people yeah. have to scroll through the life of how the, the creole butter came up uh came to be but yeah so i guess my my handle is you know enjoy thanksgiving but you want to start when you hear the sound of my voice and there's your preps your prep tip, <laughs> tips okay no that's good i've never done the meat injector thing i have done the bro- turkey brining i use alton brown's turkey brine recipe hmm. which basically involves a five gallon bucket should i to should, keep should i give the tud brine too i mean why not? I mean, it's the week before Thanksgiving. If you're ever going to give it, you, now's the time. Okay. Just finish yours first, and then I will go with Okay. The, yeah, let's, let's, let's finish that. So it works out that I have a mostly empty kegerator because you want to keep this brine at, like, food-safe temperatures of refrigerator temperatures for, you know, an order of 6 to 12 hours uh, depending on the recipe you follow. But the whole idea is the salt in the brine breaks down the the fibers in the turkey. So if you put a turkey in a salt and brown sugar and spice solution um, it for overnight before you start cooking your turkey, it really makes the turkey way more juicy and flavorful. Kind of what Ted was talking about and I know Ted's going to come in with his own brine thing, but it's similar to the injector. 
um, but it's a little different in the fact that the, the brine will work its way into the, the, the cells of the shirky breast. And um, I have always used Alton Brown's recipe. It's never steered me wrong. I don't uh, you use a five gallon bucket. Basically, you clean it out. You know, you want a food grade safe bucket, clean it out, put a turkey in there, fill it with water, salt, spices, the whole thing. Um, if you've, if you're someone who struggled in the past with dry Turkey, this is for you. I will say that Uh, we've talked, we always have Thanksgiving handles. Um, I've told you about my, my trash can Turkey method, courtesy of Chris's dad Mm -hmm. before, but this is, this is a different, a different step, a different level to get your Turkey more flavorful. Tut, what do you, how do you brine your Turkey? Yeah. So you want to start with. 64 ounces plus of chicken stock um take a half a cup of molasses a half a cup of uh worcestershire sauce half cup of um soy sauce you want to take some louisiana hot sauce and you want to take some uh a full cup of brown sugar mix it all together get a giant ziploc bag they actually make brining bags Put your turkey in there, pour this liquid on top of it. Take water and and fill it up, fill, fill the bag up until it's till the turkey's submerged in the liquid. Seal it. Make sure you get all the air out. Take a cooler, put a bag of ice in the bottom of the cooler. Put the turkey on top of the ice. Take a a steel like like one of those like disposable pans like the baking pans. Put another uh put another pound of ice on top of that. Shut the cooler. It'll be good for 24 hours. Let the turkey sit for 24 hours. When it comes out, you got yourself a nice brined turkey. Now, do you do this with it with the injection? The injection comes after the the brine is done. So you do both of these. I do both of these. This sounds like a turkey that comes out tasting nothing like regular turkey. <laughs> it's like a liquid turkey. It's like <laughs> no, not liquid, but it's like very Cajun, very spiced. Very, uh, very flavorful. I would love to. I would love to try a Ted turkey. I'm not gonna lie. I really want to. I want to try some of this. Well, if you're coming to Friendsgiving, you can have it. <laughs> okay, that's a good plug right there. Oh, <laughs> we, now you want to tell us your address here on the podcast so we can show up to Friendsgiving? There we go. No, but we, but you do know where I live. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. And uh, so we, I'm gonna be actually uh, smoking this turkey this year. So we will. Wow. All that plus the smoke. Gonna get it's gonna taste nothing like a turkey. We're gonna take it. We're gonna smoke it with some uh, some pecan wood. Oh, interesting. I wonder if the wood tastes anything like the nut. That's what I was wondering. Not really. Gives uh, off a nice. Gives off a nice. It, it's a good poultry flavor. Okay. Well, I mean, if after all that, I have no doubt that Tud is gonna knock it out of the park with the turkey this year. But I hope in the time from when that started to now, you've taken your turkey out of the freezer. <laughs> uh, it's time to put it in the fridge. And folks. don't, yeah, and do not defrost it on the counter. Please don't do that. That's highly unsafe. Defrost the turkey in the fridge. That's why you have to do it super early. You'd rather, right. a, you'd rather a, a fresh turkey be defrosted in your fridge for a day or two than to leave a turkey out on the counter because you forgot to do it. Yep. We all know that means seven years bad luck. So, it's just it, that. You, you carry a higher you carry a higher probability of catching a, catching diseases. So defrost mm-hmm. in the fridge, please. That's how COVID started. 
Yep. Somebody defrosted the turkey uh, in the microwave, unfortunately. <laughs> developed a new virus. But, um, Chris, do you have any last pre-Thanksgiving handles that you want to share? Man, yeah, you guys went hard on the food right now. And uh, I wasn't going to do food one. Damn it. Um, maybe. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is the spin I'm putting on it, okay? You've had your meal. Um, well, it's not it's not Thanksgiving handles yet. That's next week. Oh, that's next, next week? week's Thanksgiving handles. But these would be things that you would want to know right maybe bef- before the day uh, that the podcast released is also the day of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, so you you're look at your you you took your turkey, put it in the fridge. You made you put the pizza in the oven. Um, and now you got some time on your hands before the pizza is done. Because no one, no one really knows how long a pizza takes to cook, and <laughs> so I got a perfect Netflix show for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I hope it's uh, not an hour long. I hope it's not twenty minutes. Long. Okay. So because then your pizza's burnt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you cook you cook your pizza on two hundred, so it takes an hour. You know, it's you know half Smoked the heat, pizza. half the heat. <laughs> you know, it's a long cooked, long cooked pizza. Um, <laughs> no. So Dana was watching this show uh, one night Then I, when I got home from work, and uh, I ended up sitting on the couch, and it's one of those I just jumped in like midway through the season because I was, I don't know. She watches a lot of stuff that I don't really pay attention to. Um, but I actually ended up getting like hooked on this limited series that's on Netflix um, to the point where I watched a few episodes of the middle of the season and then had to go back and restart it to rewatch it because I was like I was like emotionally invested in like the entire story. And uh, have either of you watched the limited series on Netflix called Made? No, I have not. Caitlin did. I did not. Caitlin did. Okay. Did you watch the middle of it, Todd? <laughs> have you watched? Have you no, watched? it's a very weird way to watch a limited series on Netflix. Um, I but I this do is- like how. Chris had to justify not like he's like I don't normally watch new things, but <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is Chris we're talking about. It. So maybe this is the way we've discovered how to get Chris to watch TV shows: is you put him in the middle and say watch, yeah, and then he's like, "Oh my god!" Da- to go back, you just text text Dana say, "Have you have you seen this? Have you seen the show?" And then Chris is gonna get sucked in. And that's that's how it was. Like she was, Guys, she was you know that she TV was, shows are really good. She was she was well into the middle of the season. I think it, I think there's ten episodes, and I probably jumped in around episode four or five, something like that. And uh, it's uh, like long story short, it's about this uh, this this woman with a, with a daughter who has is like combating like an abusive relationship and all this stuff. It's it's definitely one of those things where on paper I was like, oh, it's like a you know, quote unquote chick thing, you know, like, you know, like one of those, but I mean, it's very well done. Like it makes you feel like your feelings are very apparent. Like there's so many ups and downs and, uh, tells a really good story. Um, I'm really enjoying it and, uh, not normally something I really watch. Um, and it does get heavy at times. Like the the TV show or shows in general. No, no, no. I mean like I love TV shows, but, um, but this one in particular, I mean, it, it really is, uh, it, it can get pretty heavy, but it's a really good story. And, um, you know, it's not like corny acting or anything, you know, that that's always a turnoff is like if the acting is terrible, but it's it's really, really well done. So um, if you're looking for something, you know, while you're baking a pizza at 200 degrees, so it takes an hour, um, which I still don't think that's how it works, but uh, 
<laughs> now, would telling us any of the plot spoil too much? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the whole thing revolves around um, uh, a, a young lady named Alex, and uh, she's what's that? Is that who's a maid? <laughs> well, I mean, she ends up being a maid. But she, oh, I thought it was M A D E. <laughs> oh no, M A I D. M A I D. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm glad we. It's good to, I'm glad we clarified that because I thought it was made, oh, not yeah. made. No, no, no. Made like like a cleaning like a cleaning service. Um, like made in Manhattan. Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't seen that movie, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So she ends up. Uh, she's in a, a like an uh, a abusive relationship with uh, her. Well, fiance, I guess, um, ends up leaving with like eighteen dollars in her pocket, like you know, just ups and leaves in the middle of the in the middle of the night. Like goes to like refuses at first to like admit she's been abused, one of those kind of things, and then um, like and like there's a whole bunch of other things that happen throughout the like her her mother is like homeless and like crazy. It's 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 kind of like a crazy little story but i'm like super into but you're it. hooked i'm you're hooked i'm hooked like yeah uh i went like i said i watched like episode i watched like the the solid middle and i was like i gotta go back i gotta go back to the beginning even though i pretty much know what's going on now i, I want to watch the whole thing so um i don't know I, it's been a while since i've actually been like hooked into a show like this so uh check it out if you are interested in watching something um again warning it does get heavy it does get it does make you feel things so um, but so we should tell Chris to start in the middle of every show. No, no, no. I, I'm good at shows. Movies, I'm not good at. I'm good at shows. Um, but uh, but yeah. So check out so Made Netflix. M A I D. Made. Check it out. Netflix limited series. It's very good. I enjoy it. My shoe came untied. Hang on. Can't I, can't, I can't do an outro with my untied <laughs> shoes. <laughs> what if I fall down? All right. So listen. Thank. You listen all for. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Progressive Brewing Company for their Time for Living Double Dry Hop New England IPA. I would like to thank Old Nation and Jenna for the M43 IPA. And I want to thank Deschutes Brewery for the Black Butte 33. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you head over to Patreon and subscribe for as little as $1 a month, 25 cents a week on months that have four weeks. You get an extra episode each week. Uh, This week, uh, Obert drank a beer for us on the pregame. And last week, you can catch an episode where Obert and I both drank a beer on the pregame before Kiwi arrived. Um, also, please make sure you head over to the Discord and join the conversation over there where we have discussions with our listeners. And please make sure you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review or Apple Podcasts now because it's not iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review. And please make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and tell your friends and family and anybody else that you know who likes craft beer or even just has a passing interest in craft beer and likes to laugh along with with people because if I do say so myself, I find it's pretty funny. Um, So if you know somebody who likes comedy and or craft beer or both, make sure you recommend them and tell them to to subscribe as well because that really is the best way for us to grow. And with that, make sure you take your turkey out of the, the freezer. Again, friendly yes. reminder. Do it. Put it in the fridge. Yes. My name is Tud. Um, make sure you um, also watch Netflix. My name is Chris. 
<laughs> and don't forget to start that pumpkin pie. My name's Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. You guys didn't all give tips on the way out. Well, yeah, but two, I couldn't have been the only one who didn't do it. <laughs> Once Chris did it, I was committed. And I, I, felt, I would have felt left out. I was like, my, I, well, my thing's cool, too. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm do you guys have your turkey? Though. Do you guys have your turkey? Both. Both yeah, yeah. I haven't started the brine yet, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I think I think uh, Dana's gonna go get ours tomorrow. I think that's the game plan. She's gonna go get through all the shopping.